Hi, welcome to episode 227 of the Stuttering is Cool podcast. My name is Daniele Rossi. My name is Danny. And I'm, you know, I used to have so much trouble saying my name. I would always block on the end. It would always be that big cut point. And, well, I guess no longer having that issue. I kind of miss it. It's like that fingerprint that I had. <laughs> Anyways, uh, coming to you from uh, a very rainy Toronto on Saturday, October the 27th, 2018. Today's a day where at least as far as I know, there are two. I don't know there are more stuttering conferences taking place right now as I record this. Uh, first one is right here in Canada in Montreal in French. It's uh, the one-day conference from the L'Association de Bec du Canada. And I'm missing it. I feel so bad. I wanted to go so badly. Uh, and, and there's another conference taking place on the other side of the world, a three-day conference from the Australian Speakeasy Association taking place in in Melbourne. And a few people I know, a few of my friends are speaking there. So very exciting. Can't be at, in three places at once. Third place is right here recording this intro. <laughs> I'm still on a high from earlier this week. On Monday, October 22nd, was International Starring Awareness Day. And thank you to the Canadian Starring Association. We had the CN Tower, the iconic and world-famous tallest freestanding building in the world. I don't know if it's still the tallest. There are many technicalities, but long story short, I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about, referring to... Well, it got lit up in the seafoam green. That's the color for Starring Awareness. And very, very cool. Very cool. Take a look at the Stuttering is Cool Facebook page or the Hey Frankie Banky Instagram account or the Stutter Dude Twitter account. You know, I really should have a post on stutteringiscool.com site for photos of this. Uh, historic event, I guess, in stuttering history, having such a huge building that could be seen for very, very far and wide, lit up in the stuttering awareness color. So a bunch of us went down to experience it, to take pictures, and I, and I say that it was nice. It was very cool. Wow, something that I experienced as a kid that nobody else did now for the whole city to to see and and of course the world since we posted pictures on social media social media i also did a facebook live so check that out on the stuttering school facebook page and um, there's another landmark that we have in toronto the toronto city hall uh, famous curved buildings and uh, they were lit up as well uh, the Toronto sign had, there's this big sign with the words Toronto on it. And uh, some of the letters were in seafoam green. So not sure if that was part of it or just a coincidence. <laughs> but uh, still, it was a fantastic night, nevertheless. 
And uh, a little bit of a shout out to my in, in, indigenous brothers and sisters who stutter and indigenous SLPs who stutter. The Toronto sign also had the had a 3D medicine circle that is an indigenous uh, symbol. And so that was a nice touch, too. So moving on to this episode, speaking of stuttering awareness, I am speaking with the filmmaker John Gomez, creator of the documentary When I Stutter, that's been generating and getting a lot of buzz around the social networks and websites and stuttering conferences. Are you ready to begin? Yay. And say your name. My name is John Gomez. <laughs> you didn't stutter. Why not? What I, happened? I, I feel like I should apologize. I know. No. <laughs> is your name usually um, something you stutter on? You know, Danny, I don't know if you know this about me, but I am not a person who stutters. Oh, okay. I totally, Which... <laughs> I totally didn't get that from your film. <laughs> well, well, look, I... That's I take funny. that as a compliment. That's and in funny. fact, uh, my good friend, she's also a friend of yours, Catherine Maroney, the other day, ah. uh, we went out and had a couple of drinks, as you usually do with Catherine Maroney, if you're really your friend. And um, she said, uh, she did a little toast, and she said to John, my my friend, the honorary person who studied her, honorary, <laughs> honorary. <son>. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, well, uh, speaking of which, I should probably introduce you or, or the, the rest of you. So two things, Catherine Maroney, she was on previously on this episode, I, I, I mean this podcast. Um, she works at JPL, Jet Propulsion Laboratory, yes, for NASA. And she's not on this episode, just, just because John mentioned uh have john gomez who is the the proper term filmmaker or director yes, producer uh the guy behind the when i stutter documentary that's been winning very uh many awards uh i just before hopping on i went to your website quickly because i wanted to verify uh some of your upcoming screenings all over the world um <laughs> and uh all i see is your home page just completely filled award after award after award after award after award. So congratulations on the success of your When I Stutter documentary. Oh, well, thank you so much, Danny. It's, um, first of all, you know, when you make something like this, you have realistic expectations. Yeah. And I had thought that maybe it would get into a film festival or two. It would play at a couple of universities and then I'd kind of get it out in the world and, you know, yeah. people would discover it maybe. But just because of the groundswell of support, like a real grassroots effort from people, it's gotten out there. I mean, I did the friends and family screening almost two years ago. And oh, since wow. then, it's just been all word of mouth. I mean, I yeah. haven't really done any advertising. It's just been the goodwill of people that's really gotten it out there. And it has just grown beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's one of the great things about the starring community. We're so great grateful when someone makes a documentary or you know spreads the awareness. So we'll do everything that we can to spread the word. You're going to Iceland and you're going to Switzerland. You're even going to have a showing in Montreal from La Association de Belgique Canada next year. You've been all over the states. You've been in Japan. Um, yowza. 
<laughs> so my first question, since you don't stutter, what led you to make this film? Well, um, Gail Wilson Liu, who's the therapist in the film, she happened to be my teacher back in grad school. I'm a speech therapist by trade. That's what I do. Ah, okay. And then I moonlight as a filmmaker. And she really, in our class, drove home the importance of the emotional impact that uh, stuttering can have in people's lives. And she just said, if you're not addressing that, if you don't know about that, then you don't know about stuttering. So that's the first thing to kind of put that in my mind. Ah, yeah. She was awesome in the movie, in the film. Film, movie, documentary? I'm so uneducated. I, no, you're, you're not. No, I, it's, <laughs> I, I, I actually uh, interchange all of those terms. I, yeah. I, I use all of them. Uh, I, I really like opus. Um, <laughs> It sounds a little uh, self-serving, but I like but I like what you say. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, what led you to become a speech pathologist? <laughs> let's go. Let's go with that one. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I I, uh, I live in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and uh, not unlike probably millions of people a year who come here, I I came here to be an actor about 18 years ago, oh. and. Um, it's, it's something that I was really passionate about at the time, but it's just a difficult profession. And I don't really think that it was in my blood to do it. I, mm. I think that you have to be a certain type of person. And I wasn't that type of person that was ultimately fed by that. So I, I en ended up asking myself a lot of questions like, you know, what's, what's my purpose in life? How, what am I doing to benefit humanity? And I, I really didn't have good answers for those. And then uh, my mom actually recommended speech pathology. Her friend, uh, Diane, did it. You know, you uh, never listen to your mom, but in this case, I did. <laughs> always listen to your mother. <laughs> uh, always, you know, um, as you know, the, the film is dedicated to her. Um, you know, she passed away from cancer about three and a half years ago. Oh, uh, sorry. Th thank you. Um, but truly one of the most compassionate and kind people you know, that I, that I've ever known. And I think she taught me a lot about being compassionate. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. What kind of feedback have you been getting all like from all these screenings from around the world? Like, I mean, no doubt you're probably hearing from people that stutter or their family members, things like that. Absolutely. Well, yeah. overwhelmingly positive, you know, so it, it depends on your I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's a very, it's, it's a very great film. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. I, yeah, I, I guess it just depends on the group that's seeing it. So, you know, at a film festival, one of the good things about a film festival is that it's not playing to a quote unquote target audience. So a target audience would be speech therapists or people who stutter, people who would naturally be interested in this. Mm -hmm. But at a film festival, people go and see it and they don't know anything about stuttering. Yeah. And what's been really great about their response is that they walked away feeling like they, ha they knew a little bit more. And a lot of times what they'll do is they'll liken it to something in their life. Yeah. Um, you know, like they, they have never stuttered. They don't know what it means to stutter, but they, they felt alone. Um, they felt like they couldn't say what was on their mind at a given time. I've heard all kinds of parallels drawn. Mm. So just the general public has been very accepting of it. Speech pathologists have been very thankful for it Yeah. just because honestly, a speech pathologist, probably don't know as much as we should a lot of times about stuttering that's true yeah it's a very difficult thing to treat <laughs> it 
It is, you know, and I, I think we're we're taught to do something, many of us, that we can't do, which is make somebody stop stuttering. Yeah. And when you can't do that, I think not only do you feel that the person who you've taught something to has failed you, you feel like maybe you failed them. And mm-hmm. I think it causes a lot of people just to be scared of it, period. I, I've talked to so many therapists who are just like, I'd rather just not work with a person who stutters because I, I really don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, it takes, uh, from what I understand, it takes specialization uh, in order to treat something like stuttering. I mean, mean, even like even the research is so difficult to do because you never know if what goes on in the research lab is because of stuttering or because of something else. (laughs) You know, that, yeah. And no, that, that's an excellent point. You know, um, there's obviously so much value in research. Um, however, you know, sometimes you have to ask yourself, are those studies repeatable? Who did they do them on? What was their sample size? You know, they might have come up with these results after working with 20 people. But what would happen if they had worked with 70 people or 100 people? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's still so much work to be done out there. And there's a lot of good work being done currently, too. And um, I know that you're a part of this because you're at so many of the major conferences and everything. So you get you get to hear this firsthand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, took part in one of the the re- the research this year at the end at the end the at the NSA where you're spitting into a a vial, a vial I guess. Am I on mute? I just mute, accidentally oh. muted myself. <laughs> no <laughs> At worries, first, yeah, I but... hit the mic, but I hit the mute button, and I couldn't figure out how to unmute. Ooh, it's I'm okay. No. It's uh, right. Long story short, I was talking about how I had to spit into a vial <laughs> uh, for research. But um, anywho, back to your uh, documentary. Uh, the other thing cool about speaking of, you know, which me always going to the major conferences, it was really cool to see people that I knew, <laughs> some of them in the, in the documentary. Very, very cool. Um, for example, I know Rachel, who's the yeah. dancer. And when that scene came out, she never told me she, I mean, I mean, we don't really keep and keep, keep in touch. Like we see each other at the conference type friends and and so I'm sitting there watching uh, your documentary. I'm going, "Holy crap, it's her!" <laughs> <laughs> and 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 all that. And and then um, seeing someone else who I had interviewed uh, was Dale Dale Williams um, uh, f- that recently re-interviewed. I'm like, "Oh crap, it's him!" <laughs> and it was really in- interesting seeing how in your documentary you didn't do what a lot of other documentaries or um i guess tv specials do where they show someone stuttering severely they go to speech therapy they learn their speech tools and they call it overcoming their stutter and implying that you're speaking perfectly now fluency is the greatest thing ever and now you're a success it gives that impression that stuttering is bad your documentary instead shows you know, um, here is someone who's a severe stutterer, or they stutter severe. They have a high volume of stuttering. They can they can learn a, you know ways to control themselves as much as they can, and they and it's not perfect, it's not a fix, not a cure, but they could still lead a happy life. It was really nice to see that. Pro- I forget his name, 
but um oh jason jason yes the progress mm -hmm. from the i can't even like it takes me 30 seconds 30 40 seconds to say my name to now he can say his name he's still stuttering but he has a smile on his face yeah those are the type of documentaries that we need so i'm glad you're <laughs> your films making awards and waves around the world so any chance we'll see it in theaters and on tv screens and all that stuff netflix and <laughs> yeah well that that's the hope you know the funny thing about netflix is as much as i'd like to be on netflix ultimately when you sell it to netflix they have all the rights they have everything really they do for that us independent <laughs> well it does suck so it's really the last place that you go, and not the last place that you go in a bad way, but just when you've shown it, you know, at all the universities, organizations, and you've gotten yeah. it out there as much as you can, then that's the place where you go, and it's it's proliferated from that, you know, platform. That's the place where you go to retire. <laughs> or or rather the document, like the film, the whatever, the media, the um, opus goes, the TV show and the, the and whatever, yeah, goes to retire, I, I guess. That's a good analogy. That's, no, it's, it's, it's the Florida of... Uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, that's um, funny. Yeah, no offense yeah. to Dale, because Dale lives in Florida. But uh, Oh, true, yeah. <laughs> um. I'm trying to remember. There's one scene. I read. I read. I really don't want to give spoilers, and it's not my intention. There's two scenes I really loved, and one of them, the I'm going to just to call the big reveal. No, the big. Oh my gosh! <laughs> scene, and I really wish I could talk about it, but I don't want to, um, because it because it was such a great surprise. Because I remember, like, up until that scene, I kept thinking. But why is, and I can't really say it, and then, because <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. Well, I'm going, oh, it makes sense now. Oh, that's powerful. Did you plan that, or was it I, like, hey, it just happened that way? <laughs> what a stupid I, I question. Did, I did. No, it, no, it's not a stupid question. It's, I, first of all, thank you for appreciating that, because that's something that we were really proud of in the film. And for, I, I think we can talk about it. I think if we just say, spoiler alert, you know, if you haven't seen the film and you don't want something to be spoiled. Pause my, now and go listen to another podcast about stuttering. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely come back. And then come back. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and respond. So you're referring to uh, the point in the film where uh, my narrator is revealed as a person who stutters. No, the other part. Oh, the actually, that's right. That <laughs> was a big one. That was a big <gasps> wow. Because I actually thought he was you until he revealed himself, going, "Oh, that's not him." Because I don't know for some reason. I, again, I thought you stuttered. I just thought it was him. Yeah, but yeah, the other one where <laughs> you yeah, can go I, and say it. I think I'll just call this episode "Spoiler Alert" <laughs> when I stutter. Um, the scene where your speech pathologist teacher, Gail. Mm -hmm. she's fluent the entire time and then she's the one treating jason so all this time like two-thirds into the movie i'm going you know it's a shame that she doesn't stutter or she, or rather rather to be more precise that she's someone who's fluent because um it would be cooler if she did stutter <laughs> and all of a sudden they were talking about um i guess what it feels like to stutter and yeah. jason shares um what his metaphor is and then she says oh that's very interesting i always 
uh, felt like it was like this. And everything goes quiet and it just pauses. And then all of a sudden goes to a 1980 videotape of her in speech therapy. And I'm just floored going, what? <laughs> well done. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, that's, that actually came later in the editing process. Now, unlike the other reveal that I was uh, talking about, which was always planned, this one was not always planned. Um, you know, I went through a lot of frustration trying to figure out how to structure the film. And I always knew that I was going to show Gail in, in therapy with Jason and them working together. Yeah. And that was always going to be one aspect of it all. And then I had interviewed her two or three times. You know, she said some really raw stuff. She went through some really difficult times mm. as a child, you know, as I think uh, perhaps many people who stutter do. Um, and in her case, some of those things were particularly scarring to her. And so when you have footage of somebody being so raw like that, the, you, you're compelled to put that in the film. But then at a certain point, it occurred to me, I'm not sure that unless you knew Gail, you would know that she's a person who stutters. Mm. <laughs> and then she has this amazing archival footage of herself as a younger person, you know, struggling. And I'm not talking about amazing in a good way, just amazing in a really vulnerable way. Yeah. And then I thought this could work. Let me try implementing it this way. So earlier versions of the film didn't have that, but ultimately later versions did. And of course the final version does. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I love how things work out that way when you're working on, whether it's a movie or like a comic for me or a podcast. So many times unexpected things come, like even in my book that I wrote, there's so many parts in that book that I never planned. It just happened. And I'm going, whoops, just hit my microphone again. Um, yeah, going, holy crap, how does this happen? So I'm not surprised. And then with the actor, the narrator, ending up being an actor going, hey. And what was what made it very interesting for me is that I, I have a friend who stutters who is an actor. And there was one time he uh, was telling me how um, there are certain times you know, even though he's open and accepting of his stuttering, there's there sometimes he's like, you know, I go to an audition and I want to make it, which is the same thing that, uh, that you know, the actor and you know, the narrator uh, was saying. It was just, wow, what a brilliant film. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, well, thank you. And, and the thing is, it continues to grow because of people like you. Mm. Um, you know, when you have me on, somebody's going to hear about this and they're going to hear about the film and it's going to pique their interest. And that's how the film has grown, you yeah. know, through, through people like you helping me and helping the film directly. So I, I, again, I can't thank you enough for this, you know, for these types of opportunities. It's, it, it means a lot. Yeah. And I noticed, so <laughs> full, full, full disclosure, uh, we're also Facebook friends. So um, I noticed that, um, uh, you're getting your your film translated as well. You have a screening in Israel, you know, and I mentioned in Montreal. I'm assuming you're gonna have like, I don't think it's dubbed or subtitled in French, or will you play it in English? Or yeah, uh, Genevieve Lamaru mm -hmm. is. Um, I, I hope I said her last name correctly. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, um, sort of, but I'm not the authority on how to speak French. So <laughs> thank, you, thank you, thank you. I normally mm -hmm. just call her Jen. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, and 
but uh, yeah, she is going through the painstaking process right now of translating. Is she, is she translating it? Wow, she's translating my book. Oh, she she is prolific. Yeah, and she she's been she's so attentive to detail as every mm, single translator yeah. has been. But she's gotten to certain junctures in the film. She's like, I want to clarify that this means what it means so that I can translate it accurately. Yeah, that's what she does. Yeah, awesome, so yeah, really awesome. Yeah. So, um, sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Oh no! All I was gonna say is, yeah, I, you know, Hanan Horowitz mm. and uh, Shirin Israel um, translated it into a Hebrew, and they were really also painstaking with the entire process. You know, I sent it back to them to have them check it out, and they sent over corrections. And you know, it, they've been really wonderful about it. And it's really nice to just get it out into an entire part of the world where I honestly never imagined my film would be playing there and it's just so cool it's nice to have met Anand I met him um, first at the NSA conference back in 2017 in Dallas and then this summer in uh, Hiroshima and just like the nicest guy yeah 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 so I'm not so I'm not surprised that things worked out (laughs) super super nice yeah wow I I am stunned at how yeah. So you you said this movie was made two years ago? Uh, actually, okay. So I started filming back in 2012. I was actually okay. thinking about this the other day. I finished with it. You know, we I did the friends and family screening two years ago. So I was officially done with it two years ago. Mm. And, um, and now you know, look where it's going. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, um, Again, the trajectory of the film, I, I just, I didn't, I always imagined it being over maybe in a couple of months, a few months. Yeah, and then it'll be yeah. over, yeah. But didn't happen that way. No. Are you no. still treating pe- people while you're, like, in these days, while you're globetrotting and jet-setting <laughs> and, you know, translating um, and all that stuff? I, I am. And if look, if I'm making myself vulnerable here... <laughs> Like this is this is this is like a big social outing for me right here. It's like two friends talking. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, my my social life has really been put on hold because I'm, I'm oh, doing things right now. I'm working full time at the schools, so I'm still doing that. I'm working with my kids every single day. Um, I work at the university teaching. Um, I teach oh, the stuttering wow. course and the counseling course. Um, and then the film has become its own thing. Um. So, you know, among those three, I'm just constantly keeping busy. There's something and I'm really grateful for all of it. Yeah. It's just there's not enough hours in the day, you know. Is there anything that you don't do? That's what I'm going to that's what I asked my previous episode. I'm asking you now. Is there anything you don't do? You teach, you treat, you film. I'm assuming you have time to sleep. The sleep, the sleep has been sacrificed a little bit lately. I loved Mitchell's answer, which was, "I don't do windows," or, or yeah, I, I don't, I don't do windows. And it looks, by the looks of things over here, I don't do dishes either. Those dishes yeah. have been sitting. Yeah, it's for- okay. Just throw them away and just keep buying new ones. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. So, what happens after this? After the this whole, dare I say, and I don't want to jinx, knock on wood, success of your film. So. What happens next? Another film in the future, or is that too far ahead? Or, no, or is this you your know, baby that's you know has legs and run with it? 
that that's an analogy that I use a lot. It's mm-hmm. it's a baby and it's growing up. It's probably a toddler right now. It's it's in the uh, you know the the two year old range. Oh, oh, the terrible twos. No, <laughs> the, the, the terrible two. Well, yeah, you know it's no. it, because because it does require constant nurturing, like a child. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it will die. You know, you have to respond to emails. You have to send out discs. And, or, you know, a better way to look at it is I don't have to, I get to, I get the opportunity to, I think that's a better way. That is uh, true. Yeah. And, uh, I I like to frame it that way, but, um, I've actually shot another documentary. It's in the can, as they say. Holy Max. (laughs) And (laughs) did you say Holy Max? Yes. (laughs) I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm familiar with that one. I no, I love that. I wonder if it's a wonder if it's a Canadian only term. I like I wonder. that. I wonder. A? Is it M A X like like the name Max? Holy Max? I don't know. I always spelled it M A C S because you know Macintosh computers. But oh, yeah. okay. I know. I, I like yeah. that. <laughs> um, I, I may steal that. You from know, you. I should ask. Just post on Facebook. Does anybody else non-Canadian say <laughs> you're the first person to ever question me? Well, no, it, it, it's so That's it's because funny. it's it's um, you know obviously not something that I use every single day, so I I would question it, <laughs> but I I always I always love hearing you know like the new expressions from people. Oh, and this then, isn't new. This is from the eighties, or at, at least as far as I know. <laughs> oh yeah, well, it's I, I, I guess what I meant. I'm sorry, new new yeah, to me or new to you. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I frequently get things wrong, like um. For the longest time, I was saying by and large, you know, so by and large, and it's really by and large. And yeah. um, <laughs> it's, it's something, but you get so accustomed to saying things. It's, it's like somebody who's been singing the wrong music lyrics for yeah. years. Yeah. You just thought it went that way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, that's a, that's a long diversion. And back to the show. <laughs> We're talking about translating documentaries. <laughs> no. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, I, sorry. I want to also include uh, Manfred um, Beisner. He, uh, he, he also uh, just uh, translated it into German. Fantastic guy. Very caring wow. individual. Um, but yeah, so, so I'm working on a new film. I shot it already. It's about a uh, camp for kids who stutter. Oh. Yeah, in Muskegon, Michigan. And it's run by Kristen Camella. And Julie Rayner and um, Scott Palasic from the film from When I Stutter okay. is one of the facilitators in it oh. for the for the camp. And um, it's something that we shot back in the summer of 2017. Muskegon, Michigan is beautiful. Um, you see amazing things go on there. The the emphasis of the camp is, you know, let's work on communication. So we're not working on getting rid of stuttering. We're working mm. on communication. Um and I've learned so much just from watching how they do things over there and from Kristen Camella herself, quite frankly. Um, it's just, it's, it's a really beautiful experience to see kids go in at the beginning and be a little bit, you know, timid. And then seven days later, really in some senses come out of their shells and, you know, mix it up with the other kids. They have smiles on their faces. It means a lot to them. I think to have had that experience and to have met other kids who stutter. Wow, that's going to be quite the powerful film that I'm sure is going to spawn other camps. Wow. Any any plan to make a Frankie Banky Stuttering is Cool documentary? Let's I, do I, I lead a very fascinating life. 
<laughs> I, I, I think you do. And I think you're a no, fascinating guy. To, to be honest with you, I mean, come on. First of all, I love your artwork. I love oh, your thanks. artwork so much that I actually had you make something for me I, and, uh, and purchased it from you. And I recommend that other people do that as well. Thank you very much. Etsy.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're you're a fantastic artist, and uh, my particular one catered to two things that I'm passionate about. One mm. is stuttering, but it, it was a it was a specific cartoon you had made about uh, Star Wars, and um, so I, I treasure that. Um, but um, sorry, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Uh, <laughs> making a documentary about me. It's all it's all oh, about me. Yeah, yes, it's all yes, about yes. me. That, yeah, now, now you've you found uh, my, my thing. I, I have self-diagnosed <laughs> attention problems. I'll put it that way. Um, but uh, but anyway, what I'd like to do one of these days, actually, is you know if the film has success and I have a little bit more independence in life, I'd love to go and do like a featurette on somebody like you, like a 10, 10 15 minute documentary interviewing you, showing what you do, showing you, you know, creating all of your wonderful artwork and, you know, doing this podcast. And I'll tell you why. I feel like a lot of times the things that are represented when somebody has succeeded in the world, um, when they used to stutter and they have, you know, quote unquote, overcome oh, yeah. it, we're showing a lot of times people who don't stutter anymore and they may stutter, but they're never presented as still stuttering. Mm. I, I think a series of short films, you know, vignettes of people who still stutter and are very successful in their everyday lives would be very powerful to That's kids. That's what we need. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, because nobody stutters on camera. With the exception of, um, uh, is her name Stephanie? Gustafsson. She's, uh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if I'm saying her last name right. Uh, she's a Swedish uh, golfer. And I think she's the only one I've ever oh, wow. seen stutter on camera. And Joe Biden stuttered. Now, I don't know if he truly stuttered or he was just... Um, like voluntarily starting to make a point, but it was in a videotaped message he sent to the NSA conference uh, two years ago, I think it was. And I was blown away going, whoa, look what he just did. That's awesome. And all that stuff. That would be a fantastic, yeah. Catherine Maroney would be a perfect one for that. Not that I'm oh, telling yeah, you fall. what to do, but. <laughs> no, I, no, but, no but, but I like it. There's been a lot of talk about it, um, you know, um, mm. A lot of people have come forth with that. Hey, why don't you do this? And I'm like, you know, I'm already thinking about that. So if I were to do it, there'd be a ton of collaborators. And I promise you, if it happens, I'll fly out to you and we'll, sh we'll shoot a little vignette. In Toronto. <laughs> sure. Well, come on by. <laughs> people are people are so nice in Toronto. I was in Toronto like, uh, I don't know, 15 years ago. And I was walking around with a map. Now, if you were walking around with a map with a lost look on your face in Los Angeles, maybe one in a hundred people would help you. <laughs> Everybody there stopped to ask me if I needed help. Everybody. Wow. Like the nicest people. Wow. It's not going to happen now, I think. Because we're all <laughs> no. like, get out of my way. No. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Don't tell me things I'm just changed. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, one final question. Uh, there are lots of people that stutter that are creative, of course. Um, your advice to anyone who wants to give a try, uh, like making a film, making a documentary, or, or telling a story in a different medium, what would you uh, advise to them? Is that even a proper way of saying it? <laughs> what yeah. advice would you give? <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, um, 
not not to uh, to belabor it too much, but Scott Pulasic from the film let me in on a couple of um, interesting statistics about journal articles, for example. So somebody will spend years doing research, and then they'll come up with a journal article, and they'll publish it, and that's a pretty big deal in academia. However, 50% of those are never read. That's right. I remember hearing something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, and then when people do read them, I think the average one is read seven to 10 times. So you have good information, but you're not necessarily getting it out there. Mm. Um, my thing is, look, I didn't go to film school. I was actually a wedding videographer. That's how I learned everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, no, it's funny because wedding, because you're uh, making me think of the wedding singer movie, which has nothing <laughs> to do with documentary or this interview for some reason. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, oh no, no, no. But it's first of all, fantastic. That was that was like vintage Adam Sadler. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, a great movie. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you are, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I think people, you know, especially in our in our field, like I, I taught this class on stuttering this summer. This is a good example, and I had my students write this kind of creative uh, paper on reimagining their lives if they were a person who stuttered. Wow. Just to kind of you know take perspective, and I need to get their clearance on this because. So many of those papers were just really impressive. I, I'll tell you this much, you know, keeping the person, mm. the author anonymous. One of the girls, um, Latina, you know, probably mid-20s, wrote, reimagined her life as a person who stutters. She was a male living in Brooklyn, New York, construction mm. worker who had a club foot. Wow. However, that wasn't his biggest concern in life. He was concerned because he was a person who stutters. And he was going to go and meet his fiance's uh, parents for the first time this weekend. And he was wow. afraid that his stuttering was going to get in the way. And the creativity, the imagination that comes from that. I, and, and this was in so many of my students. I said, look, you are creative people as well. Uh, don't be intimidated by any of this stuff. If you want to make a film, just pick up a camera and just start doing something. We live in a world right now where you can really self, you know, learn or self, uh, self teach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What am I saying now? Um, so much of this stuff, so much of it can be learned on, you know, um, on YouTube or, or many different opportunities online just to kind of figure out how to navigate any of this stuff, um, which is highly technical. You know, you're going to have problems along the way, but it's so gratifying to do it. And you don't necessarily need to go to film school. Um, and it's not denigrating art school or film school or any of those things. If that's your path, then that's fantastic. But you don't necessarily have to go that way. If you if you feel like you have a good idea and you're passionate, I think that will probably drive you more than anything. Exactly. The exact same thing happened to, to me. My book, I was looking it up and like looking up everything I needed to learn how to print a book, contact a publisher and all that stuff. Okay, so that little three-second pause is an indication that my internet dropped in mid-sentence. I think you were talking about just pick up a camera, pick up a device, and pick up a medium and create your whatever it is that you create your opus, your stuttering opus. So, hey, I like that. Your Thank stutter you. opus. I think I'll use that in the show notes for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
But sorry about that. Having some tech troubles ten tonight, but whatever. Um, I, look, yeah. it, why I always tell people with filmmaking, if you don't want to deal with technical problems 75% of the time, don't go into it. Mm-hmm. It might be more like 25% of the time. But you're you're always dealing with something. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's just part of it. Part of uh, part of making the cookies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like what I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with an eight-year-old Mac that pretty much no longer works. <laughs> Every time I surf, it says, sorry, you're using an out-of-date browser and it's not secure. We're not allowing you in. Crap. I'm not oh. spending $3,000 on a new Mac just because. No. Yeah. yeah I, the one... I wait till my computer is dead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, and, and no, that's a, that's a, actually a really good idea. The one with like the touch bar right now, we're, mm. we're getting into tech talk over here. Yeah. I'm not crazy about it. I actually bought the one from 2015. It's actually at a pretty good discount right now. Just a little hint. Hey, okay. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It's been to many screenings with me. I actually play the film from the laptop a lot of times. Oh, wow. Do you know where I could find a cheaper lightning to HDMI cable? It's $70 in the Apple Store for something that should cost not even 30 bucks. And I don't want to buy it because I have... I have a workshop to give at the Canadian Stunning Association conference next week. And I'm like, I need it. I don't want to pay $70, but I have to. And I'm like, screw that. Because years ago, I bought the uh, Mac to VGA. But no one uses VGA anymore. I'm stuck with this. But that's not why we're here. We're talking about stuttering. So in any case, any parting words before we go off tangent? Uh, no, no. I, I, and by the way, I love the tangent. It's going to be really nice to meet you in person one of these days. <laughs> grab, grab a drink together. Um, I, again, I just really appreciate the opportunity to be on this. This is how the word has spread. This is why the film has grown in popularity. And it's people like you. Deserve, so I can't thank deserve, you enough. Deservedly so. Um, thank you. And if people want to know more about the film That's or learn right. where it's playing, uh, please go to uh, whenistuttered.com or whenistuttered.org. Uh, either one will get you to the same page. And I have screenings on there, uh, potential release dates for uh, the film, you know, nice. when people can buy it as consumers nice. um, and all kinds of information. And I also have resources on there. So, for example, your podcast, if somebody wanted to know about podcasts, is on there. You can no find way. it. No way. I didn't Absolutely. I didn't even see it. I'm terrible. I'll go see it now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, thank funny. you for everything you do. And one, 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 one final question. And Please. if any listener here somewhere in the world saying, hey, can I have a screening? Is anyone able to reach out and say, hey, like, um, what uh, are they able to host the screening? Is there yeah. any criteria? Or yeah. I, I, no, absolutely. Uh, they they just have to um, email me. Uh, they can get a hold of me at uh, actually uh, John at whenistutter.org. You can email me at that, and I'll tell you what you have to do. I'm very flexible with it. Um, you know, there is a screening fee, but in some cases we have not-for-profit organizations, and I don't charge them anything. Uh, because the idea is to get the word out there far and wide. It's, it was never a money-making endeavor for me. Um, so, yeah, I, I, if somebody is interested in having that done, yes, please contact me, and we'll, we'll find a way to make it happen. Okay, great stuff. Thanks again. Danny, you're the man. Thank you so much. <laughs> and that was my chat with John Gomez, and I must say he is so easy and engaging to speak to. As you've heard, we went on quite a few tangents 
during our conversation. So definitely, definitely keep an eye on his website and keep an eye on any screenings in your area. It is a, it is a, a documentary that you won't want to miss. And I want to hear from you. If you have any comments, questions, whatever you want to share, we'll say what, three minutes, record a three minute piece of audio. You can use the voice memo app on your phone and email it to coolstutter at gmail.com. And I will play it for you on my next episode. This episode has been brought to you by the Stuttering is Cool book. Contains not only my stuttering survival tips and tricks on how to reduce your fear of stuttering and living the life that you want, but also comics featuring Frankie Banky, the cartoon fox that appears and graces the cover photo for this podcast. Not available in Amazon. It comes directly from me. However, the digital version is on Apple Books and Google Play Bookstore. But I would have to say the physical book is a lot more fun to have. It's interactive. (laughs) It's interactive in its own special way. Anyway, details on how to get your own copy at stutteringiscool.com. I have a lot of other merchandise, Frankie Banky and Stuttering Encouragement and Awareness merchandise for sale on my Etsy shop. Uh, Again, details are all on stutteringiscool.com. Until then, may your stuttering always be with confidence. Ciao.